Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for joining us today on My Millennial Money. John, you doing well? I'm very well. How are you, Glenn? Mate, I'm fine. I wish I was like Sun Super's exclusive... Actually, I've got this program. I didn't even know about it. There you go. Really? So, thanks to Sun Super for being our show partner. Without you, we could not do this podcast. So, yeah. So, John, Sun Super have a program called The Dreams Reward. Hmm. And they offer discounts on food, fuel, fitness do with some of that holidays <laughs> furniture fashion and further education so i guess that is just another benefit yeah. of being a member of sun super mm. so remember we're not telling everyone to blindly go in and put all their money with sun super because no. everyone's situation's different they're one of options one of options john can't do it because he's got a self-managed super fund <laughs> i use sun super because i don't have a self-managed super fund i heard you were going to move Mo- move what to a self-managed super fund well i'm <laughs> contemplating it to be honest <laughs> I'm contemplating, but I don't yeah. need any more paperwork in my life. So, nah. thank you to Sun Super. Remember, if you are looking at reviewing all your superannuation needs and options, throw them in the mix and see how they stack up. And mm. I would imagine you'll be very surprised. Yeah. I was just up in Queensland, actually. Oh, what were you doing? Sunning. Sunning? Yeah. <laughs> where where about? Well, you're in roasted on Nooster? Pasty skin of mine. Noosa. Yeah. yeah. Also, is, is it's like a million dollars up there still to do anything. Because it's pretty heavily uh, yeah. touristy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the apartments are up around seven, 800 as a starting point, close to the action. To purchase? Yeah. yeah. And it, what was that? Three, two? Three bed, That's two three, bath? Yeah. Yeah. No car space. Really? That's in a, probably a service department pretty close by the Hastings Street. A service department? So, mm. it's not even a full-time live there? No. Well, no, I don't think you're allowed. No. No. Mm. Wow. But uh, in saying that, it's had a pretty good run the last five years or so up there. Mm. Mm. Well, check it out. And shout out to everyone listening in Noosa. Yeah. Noosa. Lovely, Noosa. lovely part of the world. And Too humid for me. I know it would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate yeah. it, hey. The, the good thing I like about it, and this isn't a show about Noosa, but within 10 minutes you, you're out in countryside. Mm. I like that sort of place. So there you have it, folks. You're listening to my millennial Noosa. <laughs> Let's have a chat today. definition of success is completely subjective. Do you know what success looks like in your life? In today's episode, Glenn and John will share their tips for defining success in your life, as well as some practical guidelines to follow on your way to being successful. My favorite one is when Glenn says, there are no shortcuts. Mate, you're on a podcast. This is funny, John, like when you look online at all the kind of business influencers and you know, you go to a website and then the they follow you around the internet forever. And yeah. I think I must have clicked some type of gadget. So, I'm getting all these ads on Instagram now of like this, this different weird stuff happening. So, yeah. it's um, I, I like it because I like gadgets. Yeah, but I know it's all crap. So, I don't buy it. Mm. 
just annoys you, doesn't it? Yeah, but I guess the whole thing about being successful, you know, the influencers and they want you to go and buy their courses and to be the big success and all that. Yeah. I actually wanted to have a chat today about, you know, how to be successful. Yeah. Now, we will go from a, I guess, career slash monetary slash life angle, mm. not necessarily how to be successful in relationships or your health or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. However, what I thought I would do today, John's written a list. And sometimes when we do this stuff, we kind of go back and forth and share each other's views. What I want to do, because John's list, I want to chat to him about his points mm. that he has, because I think you'll find like your vibe, John, I think all the points will be material to kind of your view on how to be successful yeah as well, opposed that, to just like cherry picking one-liners yeah googling how to be successful yeah. sort of thing yeah successful.com <laughs> and when, when i was thinking about it and i did do some research into this from my own point of view but mm. I, I think it was coming from how i view it yeah. and i don't consider myself as someone even remotely successful but i think if you want to be good at something this is what i would do mm. I'll get you to start, John, and then John will do his, I'll do mine, and then we will read some comments from the Facebook group of what you think, one, your definition of success is and how you're Mm. going about changing it. And I hope after this episode, at least you've got some clarity. If you can pick up one thing, it's been a worthwhile episode. Absolutely. I do note that I've, you've seen mine, but I haven't seen any of your writing. So I hope that you're not going to regurgitate mine. Well, that would be a crime. Yeah, that would be. Well, actually, there was only kind of one thing that was remotely similar, yeah. but I can flip it and make it different. So Cool. Let's do go. that then. Yeah. So, my first one, in, in no real order, is play the long game and be patient. And you may be listening now thinking, wow, I didn't want that because I want it all tomorrow and overnight and all those sort of things. But I think it really is a patience game in in whatever you're prepared to stick out to make successful. I don't think there's overnight success stories. And and when you feel as though someone's just turned the tap on and and become successful, if you actually look into it, it's been 10 or 12 years of of hard work uh, in that specific area to, to get where they are. Yeah. And it's like that meme where there's the iceberg with all the buzzwords underneath the very top of the iceberg out of the water is success. But yeah. there's this like at the bottom, like hard work, perseverance, all yeah. this crap. Like, and it's like, um, do you know that singer Gautier? Ah, uh, yes. Someone I used yeah. to know song. Yeah, yeah. No one had heard of him. Then that song took off. Mm. And you know a song's big when you cruise around LA in a hire car, listening yeah. to the radio and it's on three times an hour. Yeah, that's true. So he was an overnight success, mm. by the way, playing in dingy pubs in Melbourne every night for the last 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah so there's elements of that so yeah absolutely yeah so play the long game and be patient patience isn't definitely a strength of mine but i uh, i try to implore it in long-term games if that makes sense patience for me is definitely a weakness that's cost me a lot of money yeah am i going through all, all of mine yeah yeah because so, i want to give like your vibe is yeah, in one go yep, the vibes yeah so the second one i had was the strategy or the focus needs to be personal to you and not to follow the mobs. It's it's very easy in, in any area of life that we say, well, okay, I'll do what they've done because it's maybe easier or it's quicker or it's, yeah, it's basically a, I feel it's a cop-out to be able to go and just do what someone else has done and think that that's going to work for you as well mm. um, when it really needs to be personal to your own situation, your own environment, your own needs, your own outcome and your own long-term 
strategy, whatever topic or field that may be in that you want to be successful in. And I guess like you might see out there that to be successful, you do have to have five properties and, you know, all this hoo-ha. Yeah. But it's okay to go, you know what? I don't want to commute in an extra 30 grand a year or whatever because I value being at home with my loved ones Mm. and I'm actually okay with having that trade-off. Yeah, that's right. On that note, I was chatting to someone this morning um, they said they wanted 25 properties. Um, 25? 25. And I'm like, well, where did that number come from? Well, it was just a, a reasonably well-rounded number that I thought would be okay. But so is four. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it, yeah, so trying to get to the bottom of the meaning of why we want 25 was the, the next 10 minutes of conversation. So it's got to be personal to you. You've got to own it. Don't follow the mobs. Whatever it is, stick to it. The third one was, if I had to rank them, I think this is my top. Right? Right. You've got to have a great mindset that's open to change, appealing to setbacks and not driven by ego. Yeah, and just coming up, everybody, we've got two episodes coming up on money mindset. Yep. And a lot of that will flow into life mindset mm. uh, because we can spend hours talking about that. For sure. And I think the mindset is when you talk to successful people in whatever field it is, the mindset is the thing that sticks out the most. Not the talent, not the way they do their hair, not what the clothes they wear. It's the mindset. It's what's driven them from a personal point of view that's not about look at me, look at me. It's purely about what they wanted to own and have the drive to get success from over a longer period of time. So yeah, the right positive frame of mind more often than not and not Mm. seeing the down in something seeing the up in something so glass half full yeah and and understanding the real meaning of glass half full or positive mindset because most of us are born with a negative connotation well we default to negative we default to negative so we've actually got to play a mind game with ourselves to turn that around and if we're not consistently working on it daily weekly annually it's going to overcome us to the point where we have more negative thoughts and positive ones. So Mm. if you're listening saying, well, I have probably a lot more negative thoughts in my day than I do positive, then I think you need to work on that first and foremost before thinking about changing bank accounts or changing jobs or or doing something that you think is going to help with your success. I think it starts in the mind, having that all the way through on a consistent basis and not just for one day or one week. Yeah, it's funny because often our greatest strength can be our greatest weakness. Yep. I'm really good at someone throwing an idea up Mm -hmm. and me ripping it to shreds with critical thinking and yeah but the practicalities of that is blah 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 yeah however if i flip that i can build an amazing business or something yeah you know what i mean like it's so it's just being conscious of knowing that we default to negative press pause and who the hell am I surrounding myself with? Yeah, 100%. And that stems from that positive mindset. what do they say? Misery it? breeds misery or misery is good company. What's that saying? Yeah, something along those lines where you... Who, who are the top five people that you surround yourself with? Mm. Are they generally upbeat, positive people or are they naysayers? And if they're naysayers, it's probably going to roll off on you at some mm. stage. Well, that's a good segue into your next point. Mm. You've got to be genuine in your approach, right? Now... Whatever that looks like for you is always different. But I say genuine in life, but genuine to people 
right? And knowing what your true values are and reassessing or sticking to those on a, on a regular basis and not just, again, being caught up in following the mobs or doing something to please someone else. It's just that genuine approach that you've got to have consistently and not biased towards country people, but they always say, well, I can tell a country person from a city person because the country person seems more genuine. Now, that might be the slow-talking, laid-back approach, but it's a genuine approach as well mm. majority of the time. So sorry for all the city folk out there, which is probably most of you, but uh, <laughs> and I'm sitting across from one. Shut up. I'm a bit of a blend. You are a good blend. And uh, I'm, I'm, not balanced, saying, John, I'm not I'm saying balanced. you can't be genuine from the city, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so being genuine in your approach and not having hidden agendas and that was uh, that's well, that one. It's kind of like karma, isn't it? Yes. And it's almost treat others how you would like to be treated. Yeah, correct. Because I had a situation yeah. the other day where I was basically paid for a job, okay, invoiced, bank the money. Yeah. A couple of months later, almost six months later, got a, a call. Yeah. I overpaid you for that job. Yes. And at the time I didn't know because mm. there was a lot of hours involved and all that. And my instant thing, John, was, well, stuff yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. keeping the money. Yeah. And he was good. He's like, look, we can come to an arrangement because it was quite mm. a big job, yeah. you know, a lot of money. And he goes, look, d- just sleep on it. I, I know it's our error. Yeah. You know, admin for overpaying you, blah, blah, blah. And that night I wrote back, hang on. If that was me and I made the error yeah. and overpaid someone the agreed amount for the job, yes. I would probably want it back. Yeah. So I just text him like, hey, mate, send me an invoice uh, overpayment of hours mm. or whatever and mm. I'll just pay it back. Yeah, cool. It was really, it was a really good point for me because I really had to, I was really pissed pissed off initially yeah it's like oh how can you ask for that money back yeah you know what i mean but for me just looking at through that lens mm. what Putting would i want someone else's shoes if yeah. i did that and yeah. it would make me feel amazing if they said oh no worries yeah take the money back it's all good life happens yeah so absolutely. it's how you react to situations for which sure. i think overarching your life mm. can make you a successful individual yeah that's right and and uh the next part of it for me was being authentic so that's probably very similar to a genuine approach is being real being yourself not trying to keep up with the next person or being someone in one environment but different in another environment or when we're perceived to be more successful now where we've changed as a person our values and our morals and the way we treat people have now changed whereas really they shouldn't have we're still a human being and we should treat everyone equally so being authentic in life in general i believe also is a major part to that yeah um, you're a modern day gandhi is <laughs> it gandhi Andy, yeah. uh, and and what, are you, what are you rounding it off with, John? I'm going to round it off with you're all waiting for work ethic, like work hard and the rest will take care of itself. And I was, I was taught that growing up was work hard and you'll get a good job and the rest will take care of itself. Now, I don't think that's entirely correct or in my experience it hasn't been. In saying that, you need an extremely good work ethic. You've got to be prepared to do what a lot of people don't, but you've also got to hand-in-hand work smart so working smart with a great work ethic i think is the combination to round my tips off is to yeah make sure that yeah if there's a seven o'clock meeting that you need to get done you go and do it if you have to start till midnight twice three times a week or eight times a fortnight then you have to do it but you've got to also look at your systems and say am i working smart am i being efficient with my time am i giving the best version of me because i'm working smart along with my great 
great work ethic. Mm. That's it, Glenn. That's, that's, really it. that's me. So your top six points about how to be successful, play the long game and be patient. Your strategy and focus needs to be personal to you and not to follow the mobs. Have a great mindset that is open to change and setbacks and don't be driven by ego. So that was your number one thing that you're hanging your hat on. Mm-hmm. Be genuine in your approach to life and people. Be authentic, work smart and have a great ethic to do what is required. Yeah. So there mm-hmm. you go, guys. That's John's top six, how to be successful. Yep. And if you don't like any of them, that's fine. I've got another few You've to go. Which you, and, and this is it. Like we always say we can't be all things to all people and yeah. all of these things won't apply to everyone. Mm. But how can you choose one of these things that resonates yeah. and then take that away to, yeah, to give it a good shake? Yeah. And I don't think we're immune from any of it either like no. I, well i'm in an industry w- property where there's full of fluff like full of gold chains and ego egos and all those sort of things so and surrounding yourself with different people that you maybe don't really want to hang out with all that sort of stuff but i've thankfully got a wife that readjusts me on that so on those six points i'm not always 100 percent on them every day there's a time where if you've got those people around you that are the right people that are authentic and genuine they can keep you on that straight and narrow as well, I think. Yeah. And that's it. Like being in a similar industry, I was hanging around like really successful business people that were in that world, like rocking up to events with $200,000 cars. Mm. Yeah, sure. I could probably afford to do that. Mm. But no. It's not me. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I had to kind of, I didn't have the wife to bounce my stuff off, but it was more, I had to actually really work out what do I need to do to set my compass almost? Yeah, and not to say that that lifestyle's wrong. It might work and might suit someone. But mm. if, if you're doing it because you're trying to impress someone, then it's the wrong reason. Totally, um, totally. If you feel genuine, authentic in that environment, then knock yourself out. So, John, thanks for uh, warming up the crowd with that support act. <laughs> so, I've seen your, we've just recapped your six and now, uh, look, I've only got 14 <laughs> and maybe one of the things to sit being successful is be succinct. So, yeah. <laughs> there we have it. But again, it's just a discussion. It's a conversation. Mm. Some of these will just be little gems. Some we'll, we'll discuss. Yeah. But have I want to get- seriously got 14. <laughs> Yeah, I had um, 11 and then yeah. while you were talking, I remembered three others. Ah, yeah, cool. So, inspo from John. Good work. So, I want to get philosophical first, yes. okay? If you have not listened to the episode we did with Peter Singer, episode 305, mm-hmm. about effective altruism and the life you can save, yeah. you need to listen to that, okay? So, my first point, define your worth. Yes. You really need to have this feeling, resolve of your value as a human. Yep. That you are just as equal to the richest person in the world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it might not feel that you are. No. But you are. And there's one big equalizer that we're not getting past, and that's death. death. Yep. The amount of money that you accrue in the world yeah. doesn't help you. Steve Jobs, amazing, rich individual, mm. pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. We know... There's not an amount of money in the world that could have fixed that. No. So, that's no different to somebody in a hospital 20 kilometers away from where you're listening to this fighting the exact same cancer. That's right. Okay. So, we need to actually be very confident and secure in our value as a human being. Yeah. That we're actually not better than anyone. No. Okay. No, that's good. John, did you know to be in the top 0.99% of the world, so we'll say the top 1% of the world income earners, mm-hmm. to be in that range yeah how much 
income do you need to earn per year in Australian dollars? Top 1%. 50,000? Yeah. Is it? It's basically 50,000. Yeah. Yeah. So what that means is if you're listening to this and you're basically working full-time hours, give or take, you are in the top 1% of income Mm. earners in the world. Amazing, isn't it? So the fact that you are listening to this probably means you're successful anyway. Yeah. Because you've won the geographical lottery. Yeah. You born where you are and you've got access to technology for sure you've got the time to listen to this Mm. you don't have to be going out and surviving no so i mean that's deep and philosophical yeah but for me personally i kind of had resolved that i'm actually no better than anyone else Mm. and we're all equal yeah so anything here and we're all so fortunate to live where we do live anyway yeah why are we busting our ass to earn more money yeah for what yeah yeah yeah, how do you define that? Like I've been mm. to two hours out of Surabaya in Indonesia and visited yeah. some villages yeah. with some of the happiest people I've ever met in the world, mm. but they don't have car payments of $700 a month. They're not stressed. <laughs> no. So no, that's, right. that's kind of define your worth, really understand that you nobody's special. Everyone's the same. Yeah, very good. Within that, my next point, do not compare yourself to anyone. Mm-hmm. We know comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. So... We are not going, well, they've got this. I need to aspire to this. It's we're running our own race. And as long as you're not breaking any laws, you know, being deceitful, you've got to just stick to what you are planning to do and what your definition of success is. Comparison is the thief of joy. Hmm. I like it. Haven't you heard of it? No. I've, I've said it on the podcast before. Mustn't have been listening. Or I mightn't have been there that day. Maybe not. So in that kind of do not compare yourself to anyone else. And I want to talk about calibrating your own situation and understanding what relative success is. So we talked before about the people that are driving only $200,000 cars. Mm. That's fine. For all we know, they could earn $100 million a year. Okay. Yes. Now I live in suburbia with everyday Australians. Mm. So realistically, I can't compare someone earning $100 million a year to my situation no because no, I, right. I need to calibrate my situation i'm just glenn a bogan who likes doing burnouts hey <laughs> you falcons yes. i'm not trying to be jeff Bezos. yeah to i suppose put that in perspective like we've just had a national disaster haven't we, with bushfires and everything else going yeah. on and the people that were coming out saying oh such and such has only only donated x amount like just got on my nerves like who are you to say that they're stingy for only donating x like how do you know their lifestyle how do you know how much they earn and all Mm. those sort of things like well like these hugely celebrities that donated 500 grand they wouldn't even notice it out of their bank account no that could be the only amount that they're saying publicly that's right as well like we don't know and it's not none of our business yeah and that sucks that you have to be public yeah. So calibrate your own situation yeah. and really understand, particularly if you're doing financial, if you're using this to be financially successful, yeah. you need to be relatively financially successful to your situation. Mm. Because it'd be like if I moved down to, what's an expensive suburb on the coast? Point Frederick. Mm-hmm. Like $4 million houses. Yeah. If I moved in there tomorrow, I'd be out of my league mm. because I'd build a house worth $30 million. No, yeah. joking. <laughs> no, but, you, but you know what I mean? It's you like get kicked out from doing burnouts. Yeah, but the podcast title should be how to be relatively successful. Yeah. Not how to be successful. So once we know that my definition of success isn't like the Instagram influencers who are getting photos in front of G6s that they've hired to be on the airfield for the day. Yeah. You know, I just, I want to live a simple life as well. Hmm. 
In terms of some practical things now, so I've kind of talked about the philosophical values, deep, like you're just a speck of dust in the middle of the universe. Yeah. You're nothing floating on a dot in the universe. Mm -hmm. Okay. With hugely amounts of amazing intrinsic value. Yes. Complex this episode. Very. I want you to, and I'll just use an example of success. I want to work. I've got a young family. For me to be successful would be, I want to have a four-day week yep. or a nine-day fortnight. Haven't you got that now? Well, this is a thing, John. It's an example. <laughs> oh, it's not yours. So, if that's your goal, to have more time with your family. Yes. If you can do that, you think you're successful and that's your current goal Yes. at the moment. My kind of fourth tip is, what is one thing that is attainable as soon as possible mm. to move a step towards that goal? Mm. And that could be just having a good chat with your employer yeah. about flexible working arrangements. Yeah. Because I, that's just a step forward. That's right. Yeah. And I got that example today when I was chatting to someone. Really? They were working as a farmhand, actually. Mm. And shout out, Toby, if you're listening. What up? Yeah. He could, as long as he did his eight hours, he could turn up and go when he wanted. So... That's fantastic. If you wanted to have Friday off, then he'd just do more hours Monday, Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah. so what is one thing that's attainable? Yeah. Now, for example, if you've got a plan to have five investment properties, mm. what's something that you can attain, whether it's John's Online Academy, whether yeah. it is, I don't know, buying your first property, because we can't do everything in one day, but we just need to move forward. No, that's right. Baby steps. Yeah. So almost that point could be momentum in the direction that you're going do something and that's a segue into setting a clear strategy and i know john one of your points was that your strategy and focus needs to be personal Mm. that's awesome but you've got to first have a strategy yeah that's right and i always say set a strategy however small and for me starting my business you know because i wanted a successful business i knew that my strategy was to first survive the first year then two years then three years after year five i knew that i'm definitely not going anywhere yeah so So you've got to be around long enough to help the customer that you'll need to help in five years time that's looking for you yeah so you've just got to hang in there yeah and success comes in many forms doesn't it like Mm. yours was a length base like 12 months two years five years someone's could be the feeling that they get from running their business. Like I'm on cloud nine when I deal with my clients and all that, and that's mm. successful. And that's like, what's one thing if that is attainable? If you've got absolute turmoil in your life, do we need to go and work out how do we get some peace in our life? Yeah. So we're not going nuts trying to achieve our success yeah. because you've got to be fit and healthy and emotionally strong anyway. Totally. And that's why my biggest one was mindset is usually it's coming from within your own head and then the people around you. Mm. And you know how I was saying in one of those podcasts episodes uh, a couple of weeks ago or months or whatever it is now, how I was going, I went to the counsellor because I had to unpack some things in my head. He basically said, I'm a workaholic and I don't have any boundaries. Yeah. So that's an issue because whatever my definition of success is, if I don't sort out these workaholic boundary things you know working being my face in a computer every day seven days straight yeah what am i doing no and i'll be sitting here on my own trying to work out this whole podcast thing on my (laughs) (laughs) so so i think with the strategy all these things kind of mushing together yeah and we can only talk from our own experience Mm -hmm. of what we've done and seen other successful what we believe a successful people do Mm. Totally. This is one thing I did 
If you are thinking about starting a business, and this was a mind hack that I did, I had my journal and I wrote down 10 people who I knew that was a family friend, relatives, friends, anyone that you know well who runs their own business, Yeah. write their names down. And then I'm like, well, if Phil can do it, yeah. well, he's just a human like me. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. He's gone through this early stage fear and whatnot. Mm. So I think, again, surround yourself with people. Maybe it is talk to the five people that you know who run their own business yeah. and go and talk to them. Hey, what are the big three things that you wouldn't do again? Or what, what are the three big things yeah. you would do again? Yeah. And build your own database based on the people in your world. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I use the strategy starting a business, but there's no reason why it can't be if you've got a goal of building a share portfolio, becoming more healthy. These concepts basically, they're all the same concepts. We're just applying them yeah, to money. Yeah, they apply everywhere, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Now, off the top, you said play the long game and be patient. I actually wrote down delay pleasure mm. and you may need to sacrifice. Yeah. So they kind of dovetail in there and yeah. we're just going against the old adage of short-term pain for long-term gain. So what can you do today if your goal is to buy an investment property and you need to save a $30,000 deposit mm. and you're in credit card debt right now this second, yeah. you have to start delaying gratification, not going out as much to punch that debt away because you can't save a house deposit or an investment no. property deposit if you're trying to juggle debt. So what can you sacrifice today? And it could be a short-term sacrifice. Is it your time on a Saturday? I'm going to pour beers at the bar, get my RSA, short-term sacrifice. I'm working Saturdays and Sunday Arvos or whatever to go in, smash and grab, get some money. Mm. It's not forever. It's short-term pain, long-term gain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and if you're not prepared to do that, then you just change the goalposts on what you want. Yeah, totally. Mm. So there's no right or wrong. Mm. This next point for me is probably the scariest one for a lot of people. Ooh. And it is, if you want to be successful, risks might need to be involved. Mm -hmm. So what risk can you take? And I'm all for educated, calculated risks. Yeah. I'm not for blind risks. Same. I'm not crossing the road down here, John, with my eyes yeah, shut. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm crossing the road. If I see a bus 50 meters coming. Yeah. There's a risk that I roll my ankle, the bus doesn't see me and I get squashed. Yes. But it's pretty calculated that, well, I can see it coming, I can jump now yeah, and so, get in front of it. So when I was in the passenger seat and you took me through that roundabout at 80 clicks, mm. that was calculated, premeditated? It was just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took him for a spin in the Lexus. Fearful for my life. Yeah. So what risks do you need to take? The risk could be having that hard conversation with management at work. The worst they can say is no. The risk is you have to quit work to start a side hustle. Mm. The risk is I need to buy my first investment property, but it's in Adelaide and I live in Brisbane. Yeah, and I think, again, the people around you can help make or break that, can't they? Mm. When they say, oh, why would you go and do that? That's silly or that's too risky. It's not them, it's you. So that's why you've got to own it, don't you? Absolutely. Mm, so I, I've kind of, with my life, conditioned myself to always live in this taking risks mode yeah. and calculated risk. But yeah. far out, it took, oh, I had to 
drag myself through it to start with. Yeah, yeah, and I, was, I don't think it's ever hundred percent comfortable, is it? Like you always second guess. Oh, it's so painful. Mm. But you've got to ask yourself when you take the risks. Even if you get a pen and paper and draw a line down the middle, T at the top or whatever, and put the risk is I quit work for three months to travel the world yes. because I want to do this before I settle down, have kids, blah, blah, blah. And that's scary to quit your job. Mm. Write down worst things that can happen. Well, number one, I get back and I have to take a job that isn't my ideal job. Yeah. So if I work at a marketing firm and I want to go back there, but there's no jobs there, yeah. I might have to go and make coffee for the first three months just to get back in, earn some money. Yeah. So you've always just got to calculate the downside. That's right. And yeah. just write it out. Yeah, and I think considering the alternative is also critical. Mm. It's like, well, okay, I want to quit my job and go and do something else. Okay, well, that's great. What if you don't do that? Well, I'm staying in my job that I don't like. Yeah. So that's the alternative. And then, so on one side is, I'm just drawing it now, it's like, what's the downside? And the other side is the upshot. If I do yeah. this, I get to see eight countries. Yeah. If I do happen? this, I might meet some amazing people that yeah. life can happen. If I do this, I'm going to have lifelong memories. Yeah. Okay. So the downside is I might have to be a barista and there's nothing wrong with being a barista. I love baristas, but some people don't want to be a barista. Yeah. But you might have to wait tables or something temporarily. Mm. The downside is I might have a lesser income. Yeah. Downside is I'm away from my family for three months. So what we're doing is with fear, I really struggled and had to learn to kind of think my way out of this. Yeah. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. So if you get your journal out, bit of paper, write down false evidence appearing real mm. because it sounds scary to go, I'm just going to leave for three months, travel the world, not knowing that I won't be able to get a job when I get back. Yeah. Well, hang on. We've just written down the downside. Mm. So that fear that I had was just false evidence that I thought that I wouldn't get a job, but oh no, I can go and work here or whatever. So we've yeah. got to get out of our head to address the fear. Yeah. And what you've also, that the word addressing is critical, isn't it? Because you understand what the alternative is and what can happen or can't happen. So you're already prepared for it. Mm. Whereas that risk that you take that you don't think about and you just close your eyes shutting the crossing the road mm. you haven't thought about the consequence you've just gone and done it mm. like i'll be honest like i'm basically a full-time podcaster now you are i'm probably the most anxious or scared i've ever been in my life yeah okay because i'm just in uncharted waters yeah it's scary yeah but what's the alternative yeah financial advisor financial advisor yeah Oof. which yeah, I mean, but I want to move forward with mm. my life and yeah. do cool stuff. Yeah. So I've kind of conditioned myself to live in this feeling of waking up every day not knowing if I'll ever yeah. earn any more money to pay my mortgage and all but that. But that's also the drive to get out of that that's feeling, right. isn't it? And then just on this, because the risk thing is such a big deal, everyone, and you know it. There's a book that's on my book recommendations blog, and it will be out if you just go to sortyourmoneyout.com and click articles, you'll see it in there somewhere. There's a book that I read a million years ago called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Very now, good. there's a lot of whack stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the first to say, but there's a lot of genuine cool mindset stuff. Yeah, some gold in there. You always scratch your beard in the microphone. I did. You always do. I did it then. Yeah. Mm, you don't even know you're doing it. I did it once. Yeah, but always like every episode. Anyway, sorry, everyone. <laughs> 
So his whole thing is faith and fear can't exist at the same time. Mm -hmm. You must choose one and hang your hat on that. So are you going to hang your hat on this international trip that I'm scared to take? Will work out. It will be great. It will be awesome. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. Are you hanging your hat on that? Or are you hanging your hat on the fear? Mm. What if I come back to no job? What if I come back to no apartment to live in? Yeah. What if, what if, what if? Yeah. So which are you choosing in this situation? Faith or fear? Yeah. And own the decision. And own way. it. Hang yeah. your hat on it. You'll probably, as a little tip from Uncle Glennie, who's been through all this crap, don't hang your hat on the fear stuff. Because <laughs> no. it will just rot your mind and you'll spiral. Call me naive or whatever you want. but I've, Okay, naive. I've never understood when someone says, what have you regretted? Uh, my whole life's a regret. <laughs> yeah. Because I think when you make a decision, you own that decision. Mm. Yeah, you may have done th- things differently. I, I, I just don't get the full regret. Mm. Like I wouldn't have done that. Because I think you always learn something from everything that you do. Now, you might change some things along the way, but you, you want to eliminate the regret, I mm. think, by having some focus on it. What I did in my life was I got a mentor mm. or someone further along the line to yeah. help me in that season. And I'm actually going to try and get Macca on the podcast and interview him. Mac Dog. Because a few people ask about the mentor. And yeah. I think if you go back to listen to episode 202 about my story of starting in financial advice and my yeah. life and I had Macca because he was probably the first person that started to tweak my mindset. Mm. So get someone further along. You think it was yeah, needed tweaking before you came along? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's plenty of tweaks. My next point, you've got to understand that there's due process mm-hmm. and there are no shortcuts, but there can be catapults. Yes. And this is why you need to surround yourself with the right people. I've been really catapulted in certain places in my career just because of the people and the relationships that I've had. Yep. So if you've just started a business, you're going to have to go through some crap yeah. because you need to learn how to do it so you know when you do it next time. You're not going to do it as crap or whatever. But, but would you say that you've been catapulted because you've been prepared to get yourself out there and talk to the people in the right positions to catapult you to where you want? Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I'll give you an example. When I started, and again, I'll use the business analogy, and I apologize, everyone. It's just because it's what I've lived and breathed. I understood due process that I needed to get clients if i didn't have clients i wouldn't have a business so that was the due process and i had to get more clients over time but what i did i focused the first year in my business not calling random people or approaching random people going hey can i be your financial advisor i spent the first year approaching other businesses who could send me clients yes which in turn was a bit of a catapult because Mm. i'd secured the way to get clients so i didn't have to get clients other people got clients for me yes and i did the same thing and i i think that's a smart strategy which produced a catapult but you're prepared to go out there and talk to those businesses yeah to begin I, with. I talked to 40 i think 36 actually mm. 36 different businesses on the central coast uh mortgage brokers solicitors accountants yeah. realistically looking for two that could send me clients yeah And again, that was a risk and all these things, you know, strategy, how to mentor, it's like everything works together. Yeah, in tandem. So to be successful, you've also got to do what you love Mm -hmm. or at least like and you're good at. (laughs) 
because mm. I love planting passion fruits in my backyard. Yeah. Love yeah. that. I can't build a life on it. No. I'm good at making podcasts. Yeah. And I like it. So I'll double down on that. That's good. So you just got to be passionate about your cause mm. and position yourself to be in the right kind of launch pad because when it takes off, you'll be in the right spot. Yeah, it gets you through the down times, doesn't it? Yeah, if, you, if you're not passionate about your cause, when it gets crap and hard and tough, you'll just quit and you won't be around in three years' time. And that's it. If I wanted to start a bakery, if I wasn't passionate about making bread mm. and the best bread possible, when I've got no clients one day, I would just not hang around and it'd just be a big waste of money Yeah, because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was doing it to try and make money. Yeah, and... and- that's one thing I always looked at was if I wasn't getting paid to do something, would I still enjoy it? Mm. If the answer to that's no, then you might have an issue at some stage. Yeah, absolutely. Don't chase the dollars is my next one. Mm, that's a good segue. Like if you are totally just doing something for the dollars, yeah, and you're not going to last. No. You're going to end up ripping people off. You're going to end up not happy. You're going to end up empty inside. Yeah. You're not going to be content. No. And my next point is aim for contentment, not happy, because you can't always be happy because what if someone dies in your life? Yeah, happy is an emotion, isn't it? Yeah, we're content almost a state yeah. that you live in. True. So I'm content with my life because I've defined that I'm just as equal as anyone else and that we're really yeah. blessed to live where we are and whatnot. Uh, I'm very content, uh, but I have the worst bad days some days mm. that I'm not happy and I'm miserable. Yeah. So that's, that's a big one. Yep. The next one, don't lie. Don't tell lies. Just no. tell the truth. Just tell the truth. I had a situation the other day. There's a trademark application in for My Millennial Money. Okay. Yep. So the trademark application's in. So sorry, everyone. Taking TM. that. My Millennial Money TM. I was a day late paying the fee. Oof. And they emailed me and they said, nah, sorry, got to restart the whole process. And I'm like, well, I was bloody day late. So I called them, got the lady on the phone and said, what's the go? She goes, oh, you're day late. You got to fill out a stat deck of why you didn't hand it in on time. And uh-huh. the case manager will review the stat deck and blah, 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 blah. And it might get approved to <laughs> extend it by one day. So actually I've got... I'll, I'll read it out. So the declaration, I'm like, oh, this is easy. I I didn't pay on time because I had to go to a family member's funeral. Who's going to deny that? And then I'm like, what if they turn back and go, well, we need proof from your declaration or... So I was like, oh, you just can't lie. You just got to tell the truth. So I just went, well, I'll tell the truth. (laughs) This is my declaration. I'm requesting an extension so I can pay part two of the fee for my trademark. I logged in and I was a day late. I can now pay within the week. Clara, my case manager, was most helpful. Thanks, Glenn. (laughs) That was my declaration. There was no excuse. There was no excuse. Just I'm requesting extension. Yeah. I was logged in. I'll be a good boy. And I was a day late. Yeah. So, and they, and I just, in the back of my mind as well, I thought, oh, I bet it's just a formality. They just need that form. But the small moments in life, I'm just now choosing no white lies. Just, this is it. Defines you. Yeah. This is it. And it's just cleaner that way. It is. You can sleep at night. The next one, it's almost like make your yes be yes and your no be no. Commit to your plans. Yeah. Just at a human level, if you say, yes, I'm going to your birthday party or yes, I'm going to your dinner. Yeah. You commit, whether it's a Facebook going or a 
verbal, I'll be there. And then you get a better offer. Yeah. I always say, no, sorry, I've already said yes to this. Yeah. Because it goes back to the position. If I was in that position, would I want people to be flaky That's on right. me? Yeah. And you remember that people or that type of person yeah you so, just got to have integrity don't you yeah and that's probably like mm. be integrous is yeah. integrous a integral word? Inte- no, no it's integral not integral part yeah i don't know so have integrity that sounds better <laughs> so there you have it we there hope that was kind of a cool little discussion yeah history will be our judge john <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so a recap of my kind of blogged dot points define your worth do not compare yourself to anyone calibrate your own situation what is one thing that is attainable and it doesn't need to be an object just go out for it let's get it done today let's get moving set a clear strategy however small sacrifice and delay pleasure short-term pain for long-term gain take risks get a mentor or someone further along understand due process that there are no shortcuts but there can be catapults do what you love don't ever chase the dollars aim to be content not happy don't lie Always commit to your plan, and I think we agreed, have integrity. Hi, I'm Shell. And I'm Em. We have a podcast called My Millennial Career. So if you're looking for any tips about work, you've got questions on how to deal with your boss, maybe you're after a pay rise or inspiration to change careers, you can head on over and subscribe to My Millennial Career wherever you're listening to this podcast. heard of cryptocurrency you've heard of pseudocurrency now it's time for a bit of a good old social currency it's time for community member of the week all right thanks asha guess who it is this week john uh scene no No, it's pronounced sean and sean thanks for being part of the m3 community sean lives in toowoomba in Mm -hmm. queensland yeah Get a little bit of real estate out there. Yeah, it's good. He's he's in real he's estate. He's in real estate. He's a sales associate. He's saving for his first home. So mm. good on you, Sean. Yeah. So how's he doing this? He's saving weekly and he's getting on top of his debt. So mm. that's good. I'd probably suggest maybe just smashing the debt first, yep. get it out of your life and then worry about saving. But yeah. uh, we're not here to judge. We're just here to uh, chat. And the silliest money mistake buying a brand new car when I was freshly 18 and getting financed for five years. Well, Sean, you wouldn't have been on your own and you continue not to be. Exactly. And that could have been a thing as well, like being in real estate, if he was in real estate when he was 18, he might have been trying to keep up with someone else's hymn sheet. Correct. You know, I had a local, this is funny actually, John, and then in a minute we're going to get through to um, the community on Facebook, what you said about success. Do you know? Yeah. He said to me once, oh, I think you need a luxury European car so people take you seriously. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, I'm like, what type of freaking planet are you on? Oh, well, I just like... Moron. Just unbelievable. I just like to live with that logic, yeah. how you need to spend heaps of money yeah. so other people look at you. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. it's so dumb. So anyway, thank you so much, Sean, for being part of the M3 community. Yep. Well done, Sean. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, 
head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, Canstar, and Finder. Find out more about Sun Super at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high chance you have disposable income. Glenn has a mandate to get everyone giving, saving and spending in that order. Now, we want to encourage you to be generous with your money, but choosing an effective charity can be difficult. An amazing resource you can use is thelifeyoucansave.org.au. You can donate to them and they'll distribute your donation to a variety of life-saving and life-changing charities around the world with a focus on eliminating extreme poverty. For more information, visit thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, Anyway, make sure you stay connected via Instagram, our free Facebook group. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. Now, I'm just opening Facebook, John. I asked, what's your definition of success and how are you going to achieve it? Mm. And I'm just going to read these. These are the first time I've read them. So, excuse me because I can't read that well. Ruby says, and she's a new member. Welcome, Ruby. My idea of success is that in which you feel content. Ah, there we go. I.e., you are happy in your job, happy in your life. Success is a state of well-being in which you have what you desire Of course, this is different for everybody. But for me, it's to be able to live comfortably and with the means to have fun. It doesn't need to be grand or impressive, but if I'm comfortable, I'm successful. That's a good one. Waheeb says, who's a regular chestnut around these corners lately, to figure out what success is, is my idea of success. Craig says, have enough passive income to support a decent lifestyle, currently invested in property with a 30-year plan. Ashish says, I think of success as amalgamation of different areas financial professional individual encompassing mental learning emotional contentment happiness and physical fitness and interpersonal each will be a focus area at some stage and have bearing on the other areas yes they do too yeah this is the key for me to attain a balance between these and living a good life yeah that's actually interesting because Mm. we might not be able to focus on everything like i know i need to focus on my own health and fitness well, and I'm and I've a been massive advocate of it because it, it just influences so much of your life. It's like, not funny. I just don't have any financial stress. Love what I do. That area of my life, yeah. it's tick. It's done. Yeah. But I'm so not nailed in the mm. other areas. Mm. I don't know. No, you need to sort your shit out. Yeah, I do. Ina says, whichever of my tasks or goals I've completed and am happy with the result. Okay, so it's a bit of a retrospective success. We bought a new multi-cooker the other day and finally, after some trial and error, last night I made the perfect roast chicken in it. That felt like some real <laughs> banner success. Powder Chock Hollybone. That's an interesting name. <laughs> Shout is. out. Happy, healthy family. Yep. 
That's De- a very good one. Dion says to create generational wealth and have enough investment to allow those who come after me to actually do something they love instead of grinding every day doing a job that gives no fulfillment. Yeah, I love that. It's kind and generous mm. one, isn't it? And these are all great. They're really long. Jade says, for me, I've defined success so heavily on buying my first home to the point that it's impacted negatively on my perception of myself not having it yet at 26. So my new definition of success is to just keep saving the pennies and to reach that savings goal and to be kinder to myself in the process and comparing myself less. Yeah, it's a good one that comparing your age is sometimes dangerous, isn't it? Totally. Totally. VL Dill, obviously owns a VL Commodore. Own as many VL Turbos as I can. Giddy up. More of a full guy myself. Got a Nissan front, haven't they? The VL. Mm. Nissan motor, sorry. Yeah. Statesman front. Amy says to be in a position where I don't have to stay in a job, even though I physically and emotionally feel sick every day I'm there because of financial commitments. Success for me will be when I enjoy my work and not thinking of it just as money yeah that's a big one Mm. get out get out and that's a risk because it's a financial thing and i would even say amy can you get to the point if you are kind of debt free can you actually go this place sucks and actually listen to my millennial career there's one in there about toxic workplaces and that's our new podcast that shell and emma are on but there's the risk is one if i do this what other people will think yeah Tell everyone to get stuffed. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get Asher on the show and I don't want to steal his thunder. So, I voice over guy Asher and we're going to talk to him. You know how he's had the corporate job, big high paying corporate job? He just told him to shove it the other day. Did he? So, he's taking a gap year, just doing some casual, nice. lower skill type of work. Mm. Just to have a breather, to yeah. press reset. Yeah. And I totally applaud that. That's great. Because there's no freaking rules in life. Yeah. And when you got people like you around him, it reinforces it for him too, doesn't it? Helena Chan, to experience laughter both in and outside of work consistently and to have a strong support network. Tim says, getting a love react from Glenn James. Cough. Well, I'm going to do that right now. How do I do a love react? It's not working. It's bloody not working. (laughs) I'm going to film this and send it to him. This is hilarious. It actually won't work. There's no love left in. Hmm. So odd. Anyway, there you go, Tim. Jane says achieving goals, being happy with yourself. Lachlan says running my own business with a large investment portfolio and have enough money to provide for my family with extra money to spare. Josh says I have a simple rule for life. All you need is love, security and a purpose. Have all those three and that's what success looks like to me. P.S. Security refers to both personal security and financial security. Sharon says being able to independently control your own time with or without having to worry about money. Yep. Melissa says not to be dependent on another person, i.e. have the resources to go your own way at any time if the need arises. That's right, Melissa. To have a job that I enjoy, I'm good at and work in an environment where I'm respected and valued. Mm. She also says to have a level of financial freedom that gives me a high degree of choice in my life. I don't want to be hamstrung by not being able to afford and what I'd like to do. So it's interesting, John, because money is just a tool that gives you options. That's right. Now, the amount of options that you want for yourself is dependent back on that point I made about having relative success yeah well a a lot of those were geared towards lifestyle so money was just the vehicle to create the lifestyle that someone wants so there's no greed or doing it for the money but in in a way it it needs to be done for the money to create the lifestyle yeah 
All right, I'll catch you soon, John. Thanks, Glenn. No worries, see Pleasure. ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.